Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. Uh, this week I am joined again by my co-host Eve. Uh, I gotta apologize, guys. We both sound like crap. Uh, <laughs> whatever bug is going around has has hit both of us, so... <laughs> Here we are, but we're gonna we're gonna try and bowl through this bullshit. So <laughs> nice. Um, this week we're gonna actually cover. Uh, I know we've been doing a lot of movies lately, but we're gonna bounce back to a favorite TV show of mine, Annie's. Uh, it kind of goes back to 1987. Uh, yeah. For those of you who remember the Disney Afternoon, we're gonna start talking yeah. about one of the highlights of that series. Uh, this is the this is probably one of my favorites. Uh, just because they actually did have stuff that was on so many different levels for for adults and kids, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be talking about Ducktales. Woohoo! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> come on, come on. What does everybody do when they hear Ducktales? Ducktales. Woo! Woo! <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I almost See? did that. <laughs> See, that's that's the appropriate way to do Ducktales. We all know that. Oh, man. And it's so funny because I hadn't seen the show since I was probably 11. And as soon as I started watching the episodes, it, it, the song came back to me. I'm like, oh, my oh, God, I it, remember that. Isn't that this. sad? It, it's like <laughs> it's this a little earworm that gets stuck, and all of a sudden it comes out the last minute. You're like, oh, my God, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing. As soon as it started to sing, I'm like, I was like, oh, you're kidding me. And I immediately started singing along to it. And I got everything right. I'm like, wow, this has been, what, 25 years since I've seen this show. So you're right, a little earworm. If it makes you feel any better, I did the same thing with another show that we're going to be covering later on. Uh, oh. I did the same thing with Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. So. I love that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another one from the Disney afternoon, but we'll, we'll yep. cover that later. And we'll, we'll definitely get into why we're what we're going to be looking at here later on so very cool yes uh for those of you who don't know about this particular (laughs) show it actually started back in september of 1987 uh, september 18th 1987 ran through to november 28th 1990 with a total of four seasons and 100 episodes so they actually did pretty good with the series Uh, i'm very proud of very proud of disney for for coming out with this one yeah, uh, the film was actually popular enough to where it did spawn a uh, theatrical spinoff film, uh, DuckTales the movie, Treasure of yes. the Lost Lamp. Yes, I remember that. Uh, yep. That that came out uh, August 3rd, 1990, and the voiced cast uh, from the series did reprise all their roles. So they did have all the original voice cast. It, it wasn't like, you know, oh, they're going to give you this person or that person. Yeah, very uh, so cool. So I was kind of happy with that. Uh, yeah. Now, with this particular series, uh, we don't really have a plot for this because each each episode was pretty much, in and of itself, its own enclosed plot. Uh, yeah. There were a couple of, of like, five-part series that they did run. Uh, they had one – they had the one with Bubba Duck and they had one with Gizmo Duck that showed up. Uh, they also had one uh, right at the very beginning of the series, which kind of kind of brought everything together. Uh, yeah. With how the boys ended up showing up with Uncle Scrooge and how they yeah. left Donald Duck and all that, yeah. Um, so they did have a couple of series that they, you know, they ran five part episodes on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the series actually, uh, it's a dramatization of the original comic book series uh, for the for the Duck Universe comic book series created by Carl Barks, and oh. this goes all the way back to like the 1940s. Oh so, wow. The series has yeah. been around a long time. Back on uh, back when they were like uh, key comics and gold comics, you started mm-hmm. seeing a lot of that. Uh, oh. Basically, the show kind of follows around uh, a couple of main characters. You have the adventures of Scrooge McDuck, his three mm-hmm. grandnephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a bunch of different secondary characters that often would show up in the show. Uh, people like Donald Duck, uh, Scrooge's pilot Launchpad McQuack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Launchpad did end up showing up later on in Darkwing Duck uh, yeah. as a sidekick. Uh, there was also uh, Scrooge's butler, Duckworth, uh-huh. uh, the inventor, Gyro Gearloose, uh, the mm-hmm. nanny, Mrs. Beakley, and her granddaughter, Webby, Webigail. I loved her! <laughs> uh, then, of course, you had a bunch of villains. You had people like uh, the Beagle Boys, Magic of the uh-huh. Spell, um, yep. Flintheart Glomgold, 
Uh, and there were a lot of other side characters that showed up as well, but we'll we'll get to that when we start talking more about the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in a typical story, usually what happened, you'd, you'd see the villains, they'd come up and they were trying to get after McDuck's fortune. Or yeah. in the case of like Magic of the Spell, she wanted Scrooge's number one, you know, uh, lucky number one dime. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually that was what was going on, or there was a lot of treasure hunting, or there was some sort of race or something that they were trying to get through. Yeah, it's, the four episodes that you sent me, it was every single plot revolved around them trying to hunt for treasure. So yes. that was kind of, and I wasn't sure if that was something that was every single episode, but the four, the first four that you sent me, it was all about them looking, you know, going on these quests to try to find these, you know, the, more treasure. So, yeah, that seemed to be a, kind of a common theme there. Yeah, uh, they were pretty much, I mean, they were pretty good about what they did with them, uh, with yeah. the episodes. I mean, you started seeing, they did have some, uh, some kind of riffs on some classical stories. Like I know there were a couple of things where you'd see uh, there was an episode where they did uh, called McDuck, which mm-hmm. was kind of, they went back and they were trying to find this lost story uh, from, it was like a William Drakespeare is I think is what the guy's oh. name was called. And it was basically a riff on Shakespeare. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. But they started meeting all these characters from Shakespeare's plays and you start, mm-hmm. they start meeting uh, Puck from, uh, Midsummer Night's Eve. They meet uh, Romeo and Juliet. They meet Aww. all these different characters, and they're looking for a lost play. And they finally uh-huh. they finally find this lost play, and it's called Macduck. Yeah. And they start trying to figure out what's going on with this play. And they you know they meet all these actors, and the actors say, "Okay, well we're going to run through the play now that we found it." They they do find it, and when they come through, they discover that in the play. Uh, it's actually about a, a character named McDuck who was just basically a really foul type of person. And yeah. it was that was supposed to be a riff on Macbeth. Yeah. And so, I mean, you start seeing it and he's like, I can't do this. And they're like, you know, the boy's like, it's a comedy. And he's like, no, it's a tragedy. We can't get this out. It's going to ruin my name. <laughs> How funny. I loved this show. And I have to say, when I started watching the first one, I was kind of, it's an interesting comparison, but do you remember that movie Meet the Parents? Yes. Ben Stiller? Yes. I got the same feeling watching the very first episode as I did watching Meet the Parents. I felt so sorry for the boys. I just, my heart went out to them. I started to get tears in my eyes because Scrooge was so mean to them. He was so resistant to ha- you know to having to you know take you know have custody of them you know when Donald left for the navy and and just he was so mean to them you know calling them you know names little brats little beasts you know and all this and i just i was watching that and i the whole time i was watching the episode i kept thinking this has got to get better this has got to get better and the same thing happened to me when i watched meet the parents years ago when it came out i was like this has got to get better poor ben stiller you know he's just you know getting ragged on left and right you know uh, it was the same overall feeling of God. These poor characters are, tr- are trying so hard to please other people, and it's just not happening. And they're getting shot down constantly, you know. But I, you know, I, then I had to kind of bring myself back and go, okay, this is just a cartoon, Eve. It's not a big deal, you know. Everything's going to work out because at the end of the episode, that was when he kind of realized, hey, you know, I do love my nephews. You know, I'm happy they're with me. You know, everything's going to be okay. You know, so it, it didn't well, last the entire first episode. But yeah, at first he, I started watching it and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and he actually did get better about it too. Because I mean, he, yeah. he actually did realize that, hey, he was being kind of a jerk and that he wanted, yes. you know, he wanted the boys to be, you know, part of his family. And as he goes through the series, you start seeing him become more and more warm. Yeah, but he I noticed still, that. He still fits his moniker of being Scrooge. He was a Scrooge, yes. you know, yes. kind of falling in from that whole Ebenezer Scrooge feeling from, yes. uh, you know, uh, Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you do see that it did come through. But one of my favorite episodes, you kind of get this whole feeling that he doesn't really care for the boys. And he does. Yes. But it's just a matter of they're spending his money. Yeah. You know, yeah. and – Towards towards the end of the series, there was an episode which he did where he kind of talks about how he got his fortune. Oh, uh-huh. Candy Factory, right? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, it's actually – there's quite a few things. But, I mean, he talks about uh-huh. how it builds up and, you know, how he he was uh, working smarter than the smarter, smarties and tougher than the toughies. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. 
And so you start seeing that. And as he's building through, he starts talking about how, you know, the kids keep asking him, the nephews keep asking him, well, Uncle Scrooge, how did you, how did you know when you were rich? And he goes, well, I wasn't quite rich, not yet. You know, and, mm-hmm. and he'd tell this other part of the story and then he'd be like, but I did, still didn't feel quite rich, not yet. And at the very end, he goes, you know what? I finally think I figured out that I felt rich when, you know, Donald, you know, when your Uncle Donald showed up in my life and, well, when you boys showed up and, you know, when my Aww. family started showing up and you kind of hear this and it's kind of like, Aww. wow. So that's, and you realize that, hey, this is a nice, he does have a nice side to him. That was towards the end of the series. They kind of wrapped it up with that, where he it it came out with that conclusion where he yeah. That's I, so I, I want to say I think maybe it was like towards the end of the first season or something like that. Oh, or second oh season. okay, but not I'm, towards the oh okay. It was because they you know was, yeah I remember it being like about forty or fifty episodes in. So oh wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean you could tell. You know, at the end of the first episode, once you got past all the, you know, rejection of the boys, and I, they were they were so cute. I was, just, <laughs> I love Huey, Dewey, and Louie, but I just I felt so bad for them. But then, yeah, I don't know what it was, what the catalyst was. I don't remember the episode specifically, but just, you know, whatever happened to make him kind of switch. And you're right, he he always stayed kind of cranky and kind of cantankerous, um, and he still stayed in that Scrooge character, but he definitely did, you know, he took the boys along on all of his adventures and he, you know, he really kind of relied on them and you could see that it was like a team, you know, they, they all kind of worked together to help each other. Um, yeah. and he wasn't resistant to having them around. And at, at first he was more accepting of them and, and realized, Hey, you know, these you know boys do bring something to the table and, and to my life. And, you know, it was it was just really neat to see towards the end of the episode there. Because at first I was like, I hope I'm going to like this show. <laughs> I hope that yeah. this thing, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it, it, I brought it all back. And then Webigail, when they introduced Webigail, I want to say that was the third episode maybe. Um, I believe yeah. it was the third episode. And I was just like, oh, I remember how much I loved Webby. Oh. <laughs> so it definitely was, you know, very nostalgic for me. I just, I remember watching that show. Was it after school? That yes, that was my yeah. thing. Is I would I would come home from school, and yes. you know, being a dork that I was, I would sit down <laughs> and I would watch this show religiously. You know, oh it would be my. like it would be like Ducktales. Then you know, I'd come right into Chippendales Rescue Rangers, and then after yes. that, it was Darkwing Duck or Tailspin. Yes. Tailspin. You know, yes, I it was the that. Disney afternoon. I lived for those shows. Oh, I did too. I did too. My brother and I would come home from school and I remember I have a lot of fond memories of my brother and me watching cartoons together and just, you know, we'd come home after school and that was something that I, I remember specifically watching those shows and just being like, this is so cool. And just, you know, I loved Donald Duck. Um, and he's still one of, you know, one of my favorite characters ever, just Disney characters in general. Um, it's, you know, and I liked how they, you know, had, they had, you know, he was there in the first episode and they saw him leaving and then it, he reappeared in other episodes. I like that he came in. Yeah, and, uh, and he was not a main character in this series either. No. That was the thing. He was just kind of there for a couple of episodes. He'd pop up and, you know, go back and pop back up again. Yeah, which was really neat. And I I loved how – and I have to say, so Donald was Scrooge's nephew and then the boys were Donald's nephew. Yep. So what – so were the boy – it was Scrooge the boy's great uncle? Is that the family connection? Yes. Great uncle. Okay. And, and this is something – now, I'm probably going to catch hell for this, but I'm going to bring this up because I always wondered, where the fuck were the boy's parents? I, I if it Were they like orphans that you know Donald yeah. picked up? Because you never, never went to that. Yeah, you never ever see where the boys came from. I wondered about that. I was going to, that was actually one of the questions I asked on my notes is what happened to the parents? Do they cover that? Is that, a, is there a storyline there? Um, you know, why, you know, why were the boys being left with uncle Scrooge? You know, obviously because yeah. he's this curmudgeon, but you know, Hey, I, I get that the, he's family. Yes. But where the hell is the rest of the family? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's gotta be somebody closer. You would think in relation that could take them. But yeah, I wondered about that too. Like what, what's going on here? What's the backstory? So they never, yeah. they never delved into that, huh? No, never went concerned. into it. So it was just kind of one of these yeah. things, but you know, it, it worked out because, you know, Scrooge did take care of the boys and he did love them. So mm-hmm. it all worked out in that respect. 
Now, I have to say, okay, I, I watched the four episodes you sent me, and I'm hoping I get this right. Huey was the one that, that dressed in red, right? Yes. Let's, and, you know, let's go ahead and actually we'll delve into the characters right now. So yeah, we can kinda, yeah. Kind of get into that and set this up a little bit. All uh, right. So what we'll do, we'll start with I'll, – I'll start kind of with just with the McDuck household first and their friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll get into the villains here. Uh, so we'll start off with one of the main characters. He's in every episode – uh, which was Scrooge McDuck. Yep. Uh, he is he's basically the richest duck in the world. He he makes a big point of that. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the main protagonist. Uh he's constantly seeking ways to further increase his wealth. Uh yeah. his basically his favorite pastime appears to be treasure hunting. And you yep. do see that throughout the series. Even in yep. uh, the first part of it, he's basically running around trying to find treasures. Yeah. Uh, to link back to find, you know, this huge, huge gold treasure at the end of the series, at the end of the five-part series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only thing that he really <laughs> values more than money is, you know, uh, he values his family, as I mentioned, in that yeah. he, you know, he feels rich with family. Yeah. Uh, now, Scrooge McDuck, he was voiced by a guy named Alan Young. Uh, uh-huh. Alan Young has done a bunch of things, but he's you know he's he's primarily known for Scrooge McDuck. Uh, but he actually is still alive. The, wow. Most of the cast, some of the cast of Ducktales has passed on. Alan uh-huh. Young did recently come back to reprise his role as Scrooge McDuck yeah. uh, for the Ducktales remastered movie or uh, Ducktales oh, remastered no. video game. So. If you guys go out there and purchase the Ducktales remastered, which we'll get to at the end, of, at, at you know, towards the end of this podcast, uh, yeah. definitely, definitely pick it up. It's worth it just to hear the voice actors and kind of get this feeling of nostalgia. You know, twenty That's plus true. years later, and he still, still to this day, sounds just like Scrooge McDuck. I wonder how old he is. Uh, I want to say he's like ninety five, ninety six. Holy moly! Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my god! Good for him. That's yeah. so cool. Uh, <laughs> moving down, since you were asking about Huey, Dewey, and Louie, uh, uh-huh. they are identical triplets. They're Scrooge's grandnephews. Yeah. Uh, they're usually clothed in identical outfits that really only differed in color. Each of the three wore a specific color. They were mm-hmm. all voiced by Rusty Taylor. Oh, all three of them. The uh-huh. same guy. That's why if you <laughs> listen to them, they, you know, it's real hard. If you just listen to them and they don't have their clothes on, it's hard to tell which one's which. They I'll do have there. specific personalities that kind of come out. To say yeah. this one is this and this one is this, but huh. you know they're they're pretty much pretty much they're all the same voice. I'll um, be darned. Now Huey is the one that wears red clothes. Uh-huh. Uh, he's kind of the general leader of the trio. He's very skilled at playing marbles, which is one of the mm-hmm. things that they were good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dewey was the one that wore blue. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's he's the smartest of the bunch. Uh, yeah. He some kind of fills sometimes kind of fills in for the role of leader over Huey. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we have Louie, who wears green. And uh-huh. he's kind of the most creative thinker. He's the one that thinks outside of the box a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a lot more laid back. He's kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'll just kind of go along with everything. Yeah. Uh, next character down we have uh, we have your favorite character is Webby. Uh, Webigail Vanderquack. Her. Yes. Uh, she's, the, she's the only little girl in, in you know, the boy's age. Uh, she secretly wants to be accepted as the fourth nephew, if you want. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of she's voiced by Rusty Taylor as well. Uh huh. Really? Uh huh. That, there's a oh kind of a stretch. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> so. Wow, that is so cool. And she, I just, I loved her. It was just like as soon as she came on the screen, I was my my heart was just like, oh my god! I remember how much I loved Webigail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Now the next person was Mrs. Bentina Beakley. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Everybody knows her as Mrs. Beakley. You know the the uh-huh. boy's nephew, or uh, not nephew, the boy's nanny. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She's kind of maid and just kind of helped clean up. Uh, she was she was Webby's grandmother. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now in the cartoon, she was voiced by Joan Gerber, and uh-huh. uh, she was voiced by Wendy Lee in Ducktales Remastered. Oh, uh, okay. So unfortunately, Joan Gerber <laughs> is not with us any longer. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know when she did, I I loved her as Mrs. Beakley because she was always this. Uh, she always was kind of a strong character. Like you'd see her doing these things and you're thinking there's no way Mrs. Beakley's going to do this. And she'd yeah. pull something off and you'd be like, oh my God, Mrs. Beakley can do that? Yeah, very, a very strong character. Yeah, for sure. You know, 
Not so, no nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just and she played around a lot with the boys. You know, she did she did teach them, she did school them. But, you know, they were always trying to put one over on her, it seemed like. Like, we're going to, hey, we're going to get one over on Mrs. Beakley. We're going to pull a practical joke on her. Yeah. And yeah. Mrs. Beakley would turn some of that around on the boys a lot of the time. In the, first, in the episodes that I watched, yeah, they she had just been introduced and they didn't like her. And she had, you know, was saying to Webby, you know, Webby, yeah, you know, the boys don't really like us right now, but let's just give them time. Let's just give them space and hopefully they'll come around, you know. But even then, yeah, right off the get-go, it was like, how can we ditch these people? We don't like them. We don't want them here, you know. Um, they weren't, like, rude about it or anything, but you could definitely tell, okay, these, these boys are really resistant to having this nanny and this little girl following them around. And I think they one thing that kind of struck me, was that like the use of the name calling in the show and it's I don't know you know I don't know if you caught that too but like and I don't know I don't watch enough cartoons you know you know cartoons now to know if that's changed but like I was thinking I wrote down like idiot was used a lot brat uh beast um has been tattletale tag along lots of name calling in this and I kind of you know was just like wow for a Disney show <laughs> maybe you know it's a little uh, well, you know I, I will say this some of it went with the times because yeah back then it was a little bit more accepted to do that plus they were trying to make a point and saying, you know, hey, they're they're annoying in their pests when they really weren't. Exactly. Yeah. You it know. was a way to prove the point that and maybe kind of using that strong language kind of helped to, you know, reiterate that Scrooge really did love them and accept them. Yeah, so I mean was he kind, was yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta again remember that he was trying to they were trying to portray Scrooge as a curmudgeon and that he didn't yeah. want to have anything to do with these boys, that you know, oh my gosh, they were they were a problem for him to push away. You know, yeah. kind of sweep under the rug. Yeah. And yeah. then he started realizing that, hey, these kids really aren't all that bad. Yeah, yeah. They're an yeah. asset. That's very true. But, yeah, I, I, that was something that struck me. It was in every single episode there was some name-calling towards the boys and towards Webby. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, some of the other smaller characters that do show up here, uh, we do have Duckworth the butler, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. who he was Scrooge's chauffeur. He was his butler. He was kind of the jack of all trades around the house. Yeah. Didn't um, he take care of the boys at first, too, before Mrs. Beakley came along, too? He was kind of like the caretaker for them as well. Kind of. And then he was kind of like, yeah. you know what? This is he, he, he told Scrooge, he goes, I can't take care of this. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to find somebody who can handle these boys because uh, they're out of control. Yep. That's right. Uh, now he really he really was just kind of a supporting character. He did have two small roles which he did show up in uh where he was starring roles and one was an episode called Duckworth's Revolt uh-huh. uh, which I unfortunately don't remember that episode but there was another one called Take Me Out to the Ball Game where uh-huh. the boys were supposed to be playing in um, they're supposed to be playing in like the the World Series type thing for Little League. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they needed a coach. Their coach quit on them or something happened to the coach. I forget what it was. Yeah. But they end up stepping in and Duckworth says, well, I'll teach you. He goes, I'll be your coach for this. Yeah. And Duckworth's idea, because Duckworth is English, he's teaching the boys how to play cricket. And he's, you know, he's arguing <laughs> with them that, no, 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 you can't do this. And, you know, one of them is going to steal base. And, and like, I want to say Huey calls out, hey, look, Louie's going to steal base. He's going to steal second base. Yeah. And Duckworth goes, no, no, no. Surely Mr. McTuck has told you that stealing is not accepted. And he gets tagged out. You know, he's like running yeah. out there on the field. You can't steal home. You can't steal this. Yeah. You know, completely not understanding the way the game is played. Uh-huh. That's funny. So it's just, it's kind of one of these things. And, it, you know, it finally does come out at the very end and everything kind of changes. But, yeah, you know, I kind of liked him. He was, now he was voiced by... Chuck McCann. Uh, Chuck McCann, yeah. we will be talking about in a minute here. Chuck uh-huh. McCann has done a ton of voices. Uh, he so was cool. uh, he was the original Sonny, uh, uh, Sonny the Cuckoo Puffs bird, if you remember that from the cartoons, from the commercials. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. You know, I, go, I go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That was him? That was him. He was the original oh. Sonny. Oh, so, wow. You know, Very cool. Uh, but yeah, Chuck McCann has done so many iconic voices, and he's he's done quite a few just for Ducktales, just for Disney even. Wow! Uh, the next character in our list here, 
again, he, he really wasn't kind of a big part. I, I didn't care for this guy, for this character, but, you know, some people did. Uh, we had Bubba the Cave Duck and Tootsie the Triceratops. I did not see them in the episodes that I watched, so that must have You're, been later on. Yeah, he, he actually showed up in the second season. Okay. Uh, it was... I, I just didn't care for him. He was... What happened was that Gyro Gearloose, uh, who was the inventor, which we'll get to in a minute, he developed a time machine. They all ended up going back in time. Uh-huh. They find Bubba the Cave Duck, and, you know, he's kind of this... He's kind of this goofy little Neanderthal-type character. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of they kind of adopt... Uh, they kind of adopt him, and Scrooge brings him and Tootsie back in the time machine because as they they get the time machine fixed, they're trying to come back to uh, they're trying to come back to the, the future, back to you know present time. Uh huh. And something happens where they end up getting trapped on the time machine and come back with them. Yeah. And you know, so they can't send them back, and it's kind of like, oh, Scrooge says, "Well, I'll take care of you," and it just they were. They were kind of there, and then when Gizmo Duck showed up, Bubba kind of got dropped as the storyline. It really, uh, not really very memorable characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was voiced by Frank Welker, who's you know he's anytime you hear a dog or a cat, pretty much you know some yeah. sort of monster noise in in some sort of cartoon. That's probably Frank Welker. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually have heard of Frank Welker, so that must be. And I'm not very you know skilled in you know the voice acting world but that is that's something that yeah he must have done a lot of stuff that i'm familiar with oh yeah well, you, you yeah. want to look up you want to look up somebody who's probably the hardest working man in hollywood it's him probably i not. would say frank Walker. <laughs> he's got uh, he's got his finger in so many movies i mean wow. so many sound effects and such uh so definitely cool. look up frank Walker if you guys are interested yeah very cool uh coming down the line the next one launchpad mcquack uh-huh. Uh, he's Scrooge's pilot, and he basically flies Scrooge everywhere. And and one thing with Launchpad that is, it's kind of a running gag with him is that he can't ever land a plane. He crashes everything, yes. and everybody walks away from it. I was going to ask about that because yeah, in the in the last two episodes, I saw him like this guy's a bumbling idiot. Yes. <laughs> it's just kind of like what in the world for somebody like Scrooge. To associate with him, to even give him the time of day and to allow him to fly a plane, I was just like, wow, you know, he was a likable character, but just, you know, a few sandwiches short of a picnic. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of, it's, you know, this a a big contrast, which I guess is a good thing, you know, Um, but yeah, I thought that's, is this, is this, is this his shtick? Is it he just can't fly a plane? And that's, that's kind of the running gag is that he actually, we do see in one episode where he does meet the rest of his family and he has a sister and his mom and his dad. They're uh like these great pilots and they're they're like these (laughs) flying aces and you see them doing all sorts of barnstorming type events and everything. And Launchpad's like, I can't be around my family. They're, they're going to be embarrassed of me because I can't land. I can only crash. And, you know, it turns out that they are actually proud of Launchpad for what he can do for the fact that he is a pilot, you know. Yes, yes. He's trying his darndest. And look, he landed a job working for Scrooge McDuck as Scrooge's personal pilot. Exactly. That's not, you know, that's a very big accomplishment. So obviously. But yeah, I wondered about that because it was in in the last uh, episode three and four that he showed up. And yeah, he didn't land the plane at all. In any of those episodes, and I'm like, hmm. Well, I, I love the plane that they that they build. That yes. uh, you know, Gyro builds this helicopter type thing that looks like a condor. Yes, I saw. And they that. fly like, it and so crash cool. it, and then you know, he and Donald end up building it into this glider. Yes, which I is saw great, that. I was like, that's you know. so cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now Launchpad was voiced by Terry McGovern. Uh uh-huh. You know, unfortunately, I did not. I really should have built more of a list of of. Things that these characters that these guys have been in, uh, yeah. but they they you know again voice acting world there is a ton of stuff that these guys have done. Nice, uh, you know, just so much you'll see. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to look here. You mm-hmm. know, uh, let me see for an example. Oh gosh. Um, Okay, well, for example, Terry McGovern was the voice of Admiral Akbar in Star Wars, uh, some of the Star Wars games. Oh. Uh, he's shown up on. Uh, he he's, he actually has shown up on some TV series. Uh, he was 
uh, a reporter on St. Elsewhere. Uh, he was Buddy Natkin on The Hogan Family. Uh, uh-huh. He made a re- more recent appearance on Mythbusters as himself. Oh, we uh, darn. He's had a quite a quite a large radio host uh, broadcast history uh, throughout San Francisco, L.A., even back to Pittsburgh. So uh-huh. he's he's gotten his way around. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, so there's there's a lot of stuff here that you've got to work with with these actors. Yeah. Uh, now moving down the list, we have uh, Gyro Gearloose. Uh, yeah, I don't. Gyro was he was an inventor who always he was kind of. He was kind of flighty in a lot of his stuff. I mean, he always managed to pull stuff out and just build stuff like on the fly and invent uh-huh. stuff like crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, he would often work for Scrooge. He'd design anything from relocation rays to time machines. Oh, for Scrooge. So it was kind of like if Scrooge yeah. needed something for an adventure, then he would kind of – he'd be the go-to guy to do it. Oh, right. And Gyro, okay. Gyro would build this stuff, which always – it always kind of you know surprised me. He'd, he'd come to Gyro and he'd say, well, I need something to get me here or get me there or do this or do that. And Gyro would go, oh, well, here, you know, and he'd whip something up within like inside of 30 seconds and he'd build this thing. And it's like, really? Really? Uh, really? <laughs> but again, hey, it's a cartoon. So exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he would pull the stuff out. Uh, some of his episodes, some of his inventions would help to drive a plot. Uh, they don't always work as designed. Uh, for example, uh, in one episode, one of the early episodes, he builds this robot called Armstrong. Uh-huh. And Armstrong is supposed to be more efficient and help help to fix things. Uh, Armstrong comes in and he starts helping the Scrooge to clean up around the house. He starts making the mansion a little bit more efficient. Oh. Uh, he starts coming in and he starts calculating all the business for Scrooge. And he's figuring out how to make Scrooge more money. And wow. something kind of switches inside of Armstrong's mind, and he ends up uh, he ends up being where he starts trying to take over the world and control everything. Oh no! Yeah. And so he's trying to control all of Scrooge's money, and he tries to take over Scrooge's you know money bin and all that. Oh and, my god! And you know, so Gyro's like, "Oops, um, I kind of screwed up with this invention." Yeah. And they actually stop Armstrong by pouring water on top of him, and it shorts him out. Oh, that's hilarious! That's so, hilarious. I mean, you know, little little stupid thing like that. So yeah, very cool. Uh, now you know he was voiced originally in the cartoon. He was voiced by a guy named Hal Smith. Uh, wow. They end up having come back to uh, when they did Ducktales remastered. Uh, Gyro was voiced by Chris Edgerly because uh, unfortunately oh. Hal Smith has passed away. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm going to say when you listen to it, it, it's two distinctly different voices between the oh. two. It's oh. unfortunately, Chris, I, I give you props for trying, yeah. but it wasn't the same voice. And I, I yeah. you know, I apologize for, for talking down about this, but it just wasn't quite the same. So was it, was it like a completely different voice to where they didn't even attempt to make him sound like the character or did he just attempt and he failed? He attempted, and it just wasn't quite. It wasn't uh, quite right. Uh, and I mean, uh, it, again, it takes somebody with an ear to hear it, probably. Yeah. But for me, I'm yeah. like, I can totally hear it right off the bat. Uh, you know, yeah. when you, if you were to listen to two voices side by side, you go, "Yeah, it's not the same voice." Oh, that's too bad. So yeah. it, it's, but you know, Hal Smith, unfortunately, he couldn't reprise his role because he's taking that dirt nap. Exactly. A <laughs> uh, couple of other characters that do show up. Uh, we have Doofus Drake, who's a, who's a good friend of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, he's kind of launchpad sidekick. Uh-huh. Uh, Doofus is, basically, he fits his name. He is a doofus. Doofus. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of big. He, he's just kind of big blob of a character. Oh, that's uh, funny. Kind of dim-witted, clumsy. Uh, yeah. Always has a positive attitude, though. He's always like, yes, we can do it. Yeah. Uh, he does have kind of a hero worship for launchpad, which... Again, it's kind of surprising because, you know, hey, Launchpad can't seem to fly a plane right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's he is marked by a strong moral compass. Uh, mm-hmm. He kind of has in one episode, uh, kind of the, the one main episode where he's like a, a main character. Uh, uh-huh. He finds this he finds this power. He gets this power somehow from, I want to say, some amulet or something. I, I forget the exact episode because it's been many years. And again... I haven't seen the episodes. I'm going based upon what I remember from like 
20 plus years ago. Oh, wow. So <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> Imagine that. Wow. Uh, but yeah, he is, he, he ends up being this super character and he calls himself super do uh-huh. and he's flying around and he's wearing these pajamas and he's wearing a mask. And it's like, you know, the guys, the characters all kind of go, Hey, that guy looks a lot like doofus, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you see him and it's kind of like, okay. And, yeah. you know, it's doofus. You Every time you see doofus, he's always running around in his junior woodchuck outfit, his junior woodchuck field. You know, he's always got the junior woodchuck field guide. He's got a junior woodchuck hat and kerchief you on. You know what? Just from you mentioning that, I'm getting a mental picture. I remember the character now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember now. Yep. Uh, he was voiced by a guy named Brian Cummings. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Cummings, I, you know, I want to say that. He's done a lot of things, but I could be confusing him with Jim Cummings. So, oh, is it, are they related? I don't know on that. To be honest, oh. I know Jim Cummings has done. Uh, Jim Cummings did a bunch of stuff for uh, Princess and the Frog. Um, yeah. He also uh, he was. Uh, oh God, he was. I, I want to say he was the voice of the Firefly out of Princess and the Frog. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's done a. He's done quite a few things jim cummings has he was also he's also mm-hmm. been winnie the pooh that um, name sounded familiar to me yeah and i now, love winnie the pooh so that maybe that's where i yeah that name sounded familiar now brian cummings unfortunately i don't have a whole lot on him because i i apologize guys again a little unprepared being a little sick i didn't get a chance to really kind of pull this together for us it's okay uh now the next character down the list he does make more of an appearance towards the end of the second season uh-huh. Uh, we have Fenton Crackshell, a.k.a. Gizmoduck. Okay, uh, yeah. He shows up. It's He's an annoying little shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he shows up as Scrooge's accountant, and uh-huh. later on he becomes the personal bodyguard for Scrooge as Gizmoduck. That's right. Um, he's hired by Scrooge, and basically what happens, the way that he gets his job is – Scrooge pulls a gun on him and says, I'm going to give you your shot. And he pulls the trigger out of this blunderbuss, fires uh-huh. a bunch, bunch of shotgun beads at him. Uh-huh. And uh, Fenton counts all the shots before they hit. You know, he, he uh-huh. ends up dodging the bullets, yeah. to, to speak, so to speak. And he counts all the shots and lands. And mm-hmm. Scrooge goes, what did you just do? And he goes, I counted the shots. Yeah. You know? And he goes, how the hell did you do that? So he's like, he's basically a bean counter is what it amounts to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he kind of gets a shot there and, and Scrooge is like, okay, fine, I'll hire you. Well, mm-hmm. Gyro builds this whole outfit for Gizmo Duck, and, and they're going to try and hire somebody to fit into the outfit. And mm-hmm. so he creates this he creates this outfit and he creates a password that nobody would ever guess. Uh. And it, it, the word that, put on the suit is Blatherskite. Okay. And so the, the you know, Fenton is the only one who ever uses Blatherskite. Uh-huh. And so they, they do this whole joke that nobody knows, and he ends up saying Blather and Blatherskite, and boom, all of a sudden he becomes Gizmo Duck. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was really kind of, kind of a stupid thing. And, you know, here you've got this goofball character who becomes like this powerful you know, powerful creature to come in and stop everything, you know, kind of a superhero in a sense. And yeah. I wonder why they did, why they brought that in. You know, I, I'm kind of cute. Yeah. Almost, I, like I it wasn't really know. a necessary character almost, unless they were just want, wanting to just introduce some, you know, something fresh, something new. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting the feeling like it was just, it was a shot for some new writers to come in and give new blood. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But Fenton was originally voiced by Hamilton camp in the cartoon. And uh-huh. again, Hamilton did pass away, so they ended up having to replace him with Eric Bauza in DuckTales Remastered. Okay. Um, last character that I have here for the for the McDuck household, uh, we have Donald Duck. Yes. And obviously Donald has been around for quite some time within this series. Yep. Uh, he does pop up here and there. You know, there's a couple of episodes where you see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually he's within his, you know, he's, you see him and his boss, Admiral Nimitz, uh, yep. who there actually was an Admiral Nimitz out there, but it's, yes, so it's there kind, was. Of a, kind of a running joke with that. Uh-huh. Uh, but Donald is trying to go through his career in the Navy that he wanted to go through. And that's why he kind of leaves the boys to Scrooge. Yeah. Uh, now he was voiced by Tony Anselmo. Wow. Um, huh? Tony Anselmo has done Donald Duck for a long, long yes. time. Yes. Uh, 
he's he's still alive. He did reprise his role here. I mean, you do see him uh, coming back, but Tony and Tony, I think he's pretty much kind of just retired from from the scene. Yeah. I was gonna say how old he's got to be. Yeah, <laughs> very old, like that other yeah. voice actor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're gonna kind of talk now since we've kind of covered most of the most of the McDuck uh, household and, and kind of their mm-hmm. friends. Next thing I want to jump into is the villains. Okay. Uh, yes. Now the villains, there's there's quite a few villains. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to start off. We have Scrooge's arch rival, uh, main antagonist of the series. We have Flintheart uh, Glomgold. Yes, I was just gonna say, what about Mister Mister Glomgold? Yep. Yep. Now Flintheart, he is the second richest duck in the world, and there's a uh-huh. big thing about him being number two, and he hates that. You know. Uh-huh. Um, and let's think about this for a second. He's number two, and there were some scatological humor jokes that were made about this. Uh huh. You know, it, it was, but again, it was more adult humor, and a lot of kids didn't get it. But you know, number two. What do we call number two when we go to the bathroom? It's a shit. <laughs> okay, so he was treated like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing he always he's always trying to one up Scrooge and become the world's richest duck. Yes. Uh, and there's actually been some episodes. There was one episode where they did this whole race. Oh. Where they were trying to get all their money, and this they they had these uh, fire lights that this uh, that this Indian guy had he found, and they're you know he's trying to give the rights to who's going to grow these things and who's going to sell them to the world, but he's going uh-huh. to give that only to the richest duck in the world. Oh, uh huh. So there's a five part series that they did where they're both racing to try and get their wealth uh-huh. from their home to India. So that uh-huh. they can weigh it to show how much wealth that they have, so that the Indian guy will give the uh, so that he will give the rights to sell it to the person who has the most wealth. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. And so it's this whole scale and everything that goes through. And Glomgold is is depicted as as you know being screwed over on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Glomgold he originally a little bit of trivia on him. He was originally supposed to be South African. However, oh. you know, in the in the cartoons or in the comic book series, he was from South Africa. Uh, oh. He was a Dutch Africaner. Uh-huh. In the series, however, uh, because of when this was going on back in 87, uh, apartheid was really kind of a big thing in South Africa. And Disney really didn't want to take the heat yeah. of yeah. having, you know, the Africaners being that much higher up than the blacks and, and you know, the, the South African blacks. And so it was kind of this whole thing and they said you know what we're going to just make him from scotland and that's yeah. the end of it okay. uh, so they kind of they kind of just changed him to scottish descent and they're you know that's kind of where scrooge and, and glomgold met and that they had this rivalry was when they were kids oh okay uh now glomgold was originally voiced by hal smith in the cartoon mm-hmm. uh when they came back and did ducktales remastered brian george picked up uh he picked up the voice acting for the video game oh uh-huh uh so you know, it's un- unfortunately, like I said, Hal is no longer with us, which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, moving on to the the next family, it will be a will be an appropriate way to put this. Uh-huh. Uh We have the Beagle Boys. The Beagle Boys. Now, the Beagle Boys, they were a large family of dog-like characters. Uh, they were constantly trying to rob banks or pull off heists. Yes. Uh, most obvious one they kept trying to do was they kept trying to rob Scrooge's money bin. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I, I had a question about that to interject on the very. I think it was the first episode uh, where they showed up, and the boys uh, had just gotten dropped off with Scrooge. And how did they? Weren't they in jail? And I must have missed something because I thought did did they, did they get let out of jail in the first episode, or were they in jail because they, they had like the like the little number, the little you know yeah. inmate numbers on them. And I don't know if they had the, you know, if that was just part of their, you know, they always had that in every single episode they were in after that. But oh, yeah. did they get, did they get let out of jail and then immediately start going for? No, they were, uh, they were always escaping from jail because what happened uh, was that they had the mother of the gang, Ma Beagle. Uh, uh, she was, she was never, ever caught. You know, uh, she would always get away somehow. So the boys were always getting caught. Her boys were always getting caught. And she would send in things like, you know, she would send them a, a, a cake with a file in it or she'd send oh. them, uh, you know, 
a you know a, a set of cream puffs that were that had grenades in them or something like that. Oh, okay. So I was wondering. I'm like, how did they get out of jail and then just start immediately going after Scrooge? And then the boys like you know just picked up on it right off the bat and were like, okay, these these are bad guys. They're trying to yeah. go after our uncle's money. But it just kind of came together so quick that like in the first episode, I was like, oh, okay. This is I guess this is my introduction to the you know to the bad guys here. Um, mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure how that all kind of played out, how that happened, because I was like, oh, I thought these were in, I thought they were in jail. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. They're always, okay. they're always constantly escaping and trying to rob Scrooge. And, and you know, he always does foil them somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for some of the characters here, you, you may recognize some of these voices. If you ever heard Mob Eagle and you kind of went, huh, she sounds really familiar. She sounds kind of like Jokey Smurf. Uh, oh, really? Well, the reason for this is that the person who did the voice of Jokey Smurf and the voice of Ma Beagle happens uh-huh. to be a very, very famous woman who is, as of today, still working in the industry at <gasps> 96 years old. Oh, my God. Uh, this woman is named June Foray. Wow. Now, June Foray, uh, for those who don't know, June Foray has – she has had a number of roles. Uh, <gasps> June has been – uh, she's been Granny. If you've ever seen uh, any of the, like the Tweety and Sylvester's uh, yes. cartoons on Warner Brothers, oh, I love the Granny. Yes, yes. Uh, she always plays like if you ever remember the witch that would show up there uh, that Bugs Bunny would have to do battle with. She was the yes. voice of the witch. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow. Yeah. June Foray. She's been Jokey Smurf. She probably her one of her most famous roles uh, was on Fractured Fairy Tales and with Rocky and Bullwinkle, where she was the voice of Rocky. Oh, be uh, darn. She's also the voice of Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So, you know, kind of this, you know, moose and squirrel type thing that she yes. would do, you know. And she's been, yeah, she's been in the industry for... Yes. <laughs> she is still working to this day. Uh, she is a sweet little lady. Uh, I've had a chance to actually see her in person and just... You know, I, I am so proud to say that I'm you know, I'm so glad to say that she's still working and seeing her doing this. And That's she so loves cool. doing it. You know, she absolutely adores doing this. Good for her. That's so cool. Uh now moving down the list here, we do have uh some of the other some of the other Beagle boys. We have uh Big Time Beagle. Uh he's this little short guy, which is it you know, it's kind of this whole you know, opposite type thing. You know, you get some giant guy who's named, who's nicknamed Tiny. This kind uh-huh. of case, big time, who's really small. Uh, he was voiced by uh, Frank Welker. Uh-huh. Uh, then we have uh, Burger Beagle and Bouncer Beagle. Uh-huh. Uh, Burger's kind of this dim-witted idiot who he's always <laughs> hungry, always trying to eat stuff. Uh, he's the one in the very first episode when they when they're in prison and the cakes get sent to him. He starts eating some of the some of these cream puffs and has That's a bomb right. explode in his stomach. That's okay. right. Yep. He's voiced by Chuck McCann. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And Bouncer Beagle, uh, who's kind of the the big set of muscles for the group. He's also voiced by Chuck McCann. Now, very- these two voices are very important because you do hear them later on uh, yeah. in other series. There was a series, Powerpuff Girls, that came out in the nineties. Uh, Chuck McCann actually reprises those same vo- those very same voices for another yeah. set of boys in that show. Uh, he reprises those voices for the Amoeba Boys. The Amoeba Boys. So oh if, my gosh! If you ever remember the Amoeba Boys, who were just total screw ups. Oh, you know. I do. I remember that show. That was I love that show. Oh, so cool. So, and we will definitely have to cover that show as well because that's oh, that's absolutely. there's a lot of pop show. culture stuff in that one. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, that'd be a trip. I'll have to find the DVDs. Yeah, I mean they're they're great, but you know Very there's cool. there's so many others. Uh, you know, I mean I know that there's a bunch of other Beagle Boys. I'm gonna kind of just leave yeah. them by because those are the main Beagles that we do see all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, again, one of the other villains. Now I know we mentioned June Frey as being the voice of Ma Beagle. Uh-huh. June Frey also does show up as a witch on this series. There is oh. the witch Magica Dispel. Uh, she's always after yes. Scrooge's number one dime. I remember her. Yes. Now, okay. Magica uh-huh. was voiced by June Frey. 
again, I... doing the same voice, the same witchy voice that she usually does, and you hear it. It's still mm-hmm. slightly distinctive from you know the witch that she did on the Warner Brothers or Granny, but it still has a lot of those same uh, elements into it, so you can hear yeah. it. Yeah, how cool! You can definitely hear it. Uh, yeah. You know, now she does have a bird that always follows her around. You see the bird. The bird really didn't talk all that much, but his name was Poe Dispel. Yeah. Uh, kind of a I kind of a that. kick because he was turned into a raven. So it's kind uh-huh. of a it's kind of a nod to Edgar Allan Poe as yeah. you know his his poem The Raven. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now Poe was voiced by Frank Welker since since we mentioned sure. that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, pretty much the show. It's really not a whole lot to it. It's, you know, as we mentioned, it's just kind of running back and forth with all these characters and them getting into various tussles and battles and treasure hunts. Um, Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what I have here for these characters. Yeah. Uh, You know, the villains are always kind of trying to go after the the dime and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. What else do I have here? Uh, uh, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to touch, since I did mention DuckTales Remastered, uh, yeah. I do want to mention that there are a lot of video games that have come across, that have come out uh, since this game, uh, since this movie and the TV series were released. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, some of the biggest ones, these were all put out by Capcom. Uh, mm-hmm. Capcom did do original DuckTales video game. Uh, it was originally released for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, they also did come out and release it for Game Boy in 89. Oh, wow. Uh, they did come out with a sequel, DuckTales 2, which was released for NES and Game Boy in 93. Uh-huh. Uh, they did come out. They also came out with DuckTales, The Quest for Gold. Um, I remember that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that one was released for computers in 1990. I remember that. Uh, and then Capcom just recently released uh, DuckTales Remastered, which is basically an homage oh. to the original DuckTales. And it's... The same gameplay. It's basically they just kind of updated graphics. They put voices into it. Uh, uh-huh. They they redid the music and kind of relived some of that eight bit. Excuse me, some of the eight bit audio from the original series, mm-hmm. from the original video game, and put it in. Uh, wow. You know, I, I'm personally, I, I really love the game. It's so great, and it's they really did such a good job of putting it together. I sat yeah. down and played it. You know, I want to say it was like I paid ten bucks or fifteen bucks for it. It's uh-huh. it's worth it. If you have a PlayStation, if you have a Wii, uh if you have you know an Xbox, uh if you have it on if you want to play it on Steam, mm-hmm. go out and buy this game. It's just it, it's so worth it. And if for nothing else, buy it for the nostalgia. Yeah, uh, it sounds like fun. I, I I should do that. I did sit down and beat the game. I beat it in one sitting. Uh so oh. it's not if you play it on the easy it's not level. Challenging. No, yeah. it's it's well, that's the thing. With the original game when they came out with this, uh, I, I actually had it on the NES. The mm-hmm. They had different levels. They had easy, normal, and hard. Yeah. Okay? Easy was a piece of cake. You could you could beat the game really easily. Mm-hmm. Normal was like playing an incredibly difficult version, and hard was like – it was a fucking nightmare. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. I'm going to drop the F-bomb on this. It was a fucking nightmare. Oh wow! Uh, it was it was a bitch to beat uh, mm-hmm. because basically what happened was the way that they did it was that in easy mode they give you unlimited lives, so you mm-hmm. just have to kind of keep bouncing through and defeat the enemies, and, and you know you you just it, it's really easy to beat. You know? Yeah. Okay. Normal mode they give you like five lives, and you can find extra lives throughout the game to kind mm-hmm. of boost yourself up. Yeah. Problem with it is that. Once you're out of those lives, that's it. Oh, game over when you're done. Okay. You know, so if you're if you're into, you know, if you're into, you know, you go through the Amazon, you go through Transylvania and all that in the game, and you beat those levels, and you run out of lives. Oh, sorry, you're SOL. You cannot go back. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh huh. Nightmare mode. They give you three lives for the oh. entire game. And wow. they bump up the amount of enemies that show up on screen. Oh, really? It's fucking impossible. Oh. It's like, oh, my God. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> and I, I consider myself a decent gamer. Yeah. 
But this was just like I, I gave up when I was a kid. I'm like, I can't beat this. Fuck this. Uh. You know, I was just like, I'm done. Well, they kind of rebalanced it when they did when they did DuckTales Remastered because they realized that there were a lot of people bitching about that. Yeah. Uh, they do have – they actually have four levels now and they actually have – last one I think is called Nightmare Mode. Oh, and funny. it's it's tough. Oh, um, wow. It's really tough. So, you know, unless you're really skilled, don't bother. Yeah. Very uh, cool. So I would say that pretty much sums up for everything for this episode, unless you have anything else, Eva, that you want to drop in. You know, okay, I, I did have a question. Um, in a couple of the episodes I saw, there was a model ship that uh-huh. was in Scrooge's money bin, and I was curious what the significance of that was, because in the episodes I saw, they didn't really touch on that. Or maybe they did, and I just missed it. Um, well, the ship was it, actually a map that they were using to go and find find the gold uh, that was hidden oh, away in South America. Okay, the, the map was that's right because there was like code on it or something, right? Uh-huh. And they, they was, at one point they turn the ship over and they see it. That's right. That's right. Because yeah, I even wrote down mystery of the model ship. The boys help him, you know, help Scrooge figure out the code on the model ship, which may lead to the treasure that they were looking for. Yep. Okay, so I did. I answered my own question. Okay. Um, I have to say, you know, you had touched upon how this show kind of had uh, an element of humor that was also, you know, adult-like and also for kids. Yes. And I totally agreed with that. And I loved it. And I, I forgot what episode it was. I want to say it was the third episode when Donald Duck came back for a visit. And it, throughout the entire episode, I was cracking up because nobody could understand Donald when he talked. Well, that's like, what did he say? What did he say? throughout the entire episode everybody's like what did he say and i was just cracking up and then even at one point even scrooge was like what did donald just say well i I loved at the very end when they're trying to get him back to the ship because he has to be back to the ship at like an exact time uh, and they swoop in at the last second and he's like you know you see donald there and launchpad goes oh my god i think i'm actually starting to understand him So I don't know. I think that was meant for the adults watching it because, I mean, kids would think it's funny, but it definitely – I was laughing my way through that. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. But everybody that – every time Donald talks, the poor, you know, the poor duck, <laughs> yeah. nobody could understand him. Um, so that, that was kind of cute that they did actually have the, the dual humor. Like, you know, like SpongeBob has the dual humor. Oh, I, yeah. I really I really like that. And uh, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, there was something – Oh, I, I don't remember which episode. Again, it might have been the third one. And they were looking for Scrooge, and I think he was he was caught somewhere. And so the boys and, and the nanny and Webigail were trying to look for him. Yeah, that was probably uh, the episode where they went up where they went up to the Arctic and yes, they were hidden in the Arctic. And they found the, the penguin, and, the penguin mm-hmm. Skittles or whatever. I yep. remember. And uh, when they found him, I thought it was hilarious because I remembered that episode. And I remember a quote at, uh, towards the end of the episode. He, you know, Scrooge is like, tickle me tail feathers. And I, I don't, it's, it's one of those things that when I heard him say that, I started laughing because I remember as a kid, and it might have been the exact same episode unless Scrooge said it in, you know, multiple episodes, tickle me tail feathers. And I, I, I I was like listening to that and I'm like, oh my God, I remember watching this episode at 10 or 11 and, and that, and that quote came back to me and I, I had to laugh because I, I remember loving it so much as a kid that I actually used to go around and say, tickle me tail feathers. So it was just one of those things that was like a nostalgia bit. I was like, oh my God, tickle me tail feathers. I remember saying that. So I must've got it from DuckTales, but yeah, I, I have to admit it was really neat to go back and watch you know experience it again you know at 36 you know because it came out when we were 10 so you know i it was it was a blast i just i loved the adult humor i loved you like you said there wasn't really an ongoing plot everything every episode was kind of in and of of itself but it just you you got the sense of the characters and you know even four episodes in you kind of got to see you know you got a sense of the characters and who they what they were all about um and I just I love this show. I, I I don't know if they have it on DVD that I can. They you do know. now. Here's the thing with the DVD: when they released it, uh, they kind of did a half-assed job of it. Oh no! Uh, they they released them onto volumes, and this was something that kind of pissed me off with the way that Disney did this. Uh, you can buy 
you cannot buy all 100 episodes on DVD. It's oh. basically like the way that they did it was that they give you, you – you can't even buy like all of season one on a set of DVDs. You have to buy them in like volume one, volume two, volume three. They split this thing up. So it really kind of sucks with how they did it. So vol- is volume one season one or are they, no. are they just sorted it's like, up? It's like a part of, of season one. That is weird. Why well, would they do that? I, I kind of understand why they did it and why they didn't because season one was 65 episodes. Oh, it was. Okay. Okay. So you had 65 ep- out of 100 episodes. I, uh-huh. I can understand why they didn't give you all 65 episodes on one shot of DVDs. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Here's the, th- here's the other thing with it though is that they give you all these episodes, but the way that they do it is that you know they don't give you any special features. They don't give you any oh. director's commentary. It's just oh. kind of here's the episodes and there you go. Yeah. I oh, kind of wish man. that they had given you a little bit more in the background on it because I would have liked that. But Yeah, I would have too unless they just didn't have that because a lot of the characters have passed away. Maybe they couldn't come up with – you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that has something to do with it, that the fact that a lot of the original characters were gone, that they couldn't – I don't know when the DVDs came out. But – yeah, that's kind of a shame. It's almost like, yeah, we're just going to, you know, co- it's almost like copying it uh, off the TV and <laughs> or, or on the DVR and just watching them off the DVR. It, it doesn't sound like the DVD was anything. Yeah. Oh. It was, it, you know, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So. Yeah. Uh, now, there is one other thing that I, I do want to go on with because we did it the last two episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. We did it the last episode, and I'm going to jump into this one here. Uh, we're going to go back to the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Nice. Okay. okay. You're gonna... <laughs> so what I'm going to do here, I'm going to I'm going to try and show you guys how much of a geek I am with this. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm pretty decent at this. Eva, I'm, I'm going to let you pick. <laughs> I'm going to let you pick any any actor here within Ducktales here, okay. and we're gonna we're gonna link him back to Kevin Bacon. Okay, the actor who played Donald Duck. Okay, so Tony Anselmo. Uh, Tony Anselmo, he was with, I'm going to go ahead and use it from DuckTales here. I'm going to link him to June Foray, uh, in DuckTales. Okay. Uh, June Foray, uh, geez, she was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. She reprised her voice for Granny in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, with Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Uh Christopher Lloyd was, uh, he was the judge in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's right. Now, Christopher Lloyd was also, uh, he was also in Mr. Mom, with uh with michael keaton he was yes he played a little role named larry uh very small role but he was in mr mom with him okay Okay. so now with that in mind we're gonna go from michael keaton to jack nicholson in the original batman movie Uh uh-huh you know well not i shouldn't say the original because the original was adam west this is the one you know where michael keaton plays exactly 1989 version yeah. Uh, so we're going to go to that. And then from Jack Nicholson, we'll go to Kevin Bacon in A Few Good Men. Damn. So see, Different. it can be done with cartoon shows as well. Damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then my favorite character, Webigail. The actress who, or act, was it, a, it was an actor, right? Uh, or an actress. Russie Taylor. Uh, at, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to go look now. This is going to bug me. Let it's me It's going to bug me too. <laughs> let me see. Uh, let me IMDB this here. Oh, how funny. I was curious. I'm like, I don't want to sound stupid, but oh. is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, Russie Taylor, uh, it is a woman. Okay. Uh, as I'm looking here, uh, I should have seen this. Russie Taylor has, uh, she's been on The Simpsons. Oh, okay. I did not realize this. Russie Taylor is the current voice of Minnie Mouse. Very cool. Okay. I'm probably on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse probably would be my guess because that's, yeah. On uh, Disney. Yeah, Mickey Mouse TV series, Mickey Mouse uh, Clubhouse. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very cool. So yeah, she's also been on Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Uh huh. Oh, she's the voice of Martin on The Simpsons. Very cool. Okay, so wow. there's a little bit of a nod. We probably should have looked this up a little bit more. Again, guys, I apologize. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Here, we do have it being a little bit shorter than usual. Uh, okay. I do want to thank you guys all for listening in, for tuning in to Talking About My Generation. Uh, please feel free to leave us feedback on iTunes. Uh, we really do appreciate that. We really would like it if you guys would. I'll go ahead and read any feedback that we have, good, bad, or indifferent, on there. You can also send us a tweet. You can reach us at 
Uh, I am at S-P-R-Z-O-U-T, Sprizout. And I am at Mommy of 3C Girls. Uh, you can also send us a, an email at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to leave us feedback there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Talking About My Generation. You can tune in to us on Stitcher. And you can go to our website at mygenerationpodcast.com. So lots of different ways for, for you guys to reach us. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off this episode here with the theme song to DuckTales. All right. <laughs>